The war in Ukraine has started. Russia performs a full invasion of Ukraine. They're going for the entire country. I'm really pissed off about it. I'm not pissed off at Putin because Putin, this is what he does. I can't be surprised by it. I'm pissed off at this country. I'm pissed off at the West. And let's take a look at how this whole thing came about. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hope everyone's having a good day. I know in Eastern Europe they're not. As a matter of fact, I think a lot of the European nations are getting a little nervous now. So, Russia has invaded Ukraine, and contrary to what a lot of people thought, including me, it's a full invasion. They are already attacking Kiev. It looks like this is going to be bad. So, last night, in their, in their early morning, last night for us, uh, they launched a full attack, including Kiev. They launched it from the north, the south, and the east. So they are. They, if you know, if you know where Ukraine borders on uh, Poland in Eastern Europe, to the north is Belarus, which is not Russian-controlled territory, but Russia heavily influenced Russian territory. So Russia has invaded from Belarus. They've also invaded from the south. Now, the south is, I can't remember if it's the Strait of Gibraltar, but it's actually uh, ports. Uh, they've invaded via, via missile attacks and ships to the south. And, of course, they've invaded from Russia, uh, Russia and two um, Russian-controlled providences that used to be eastern Ukraine. It, cyber attacks are underway. Um, they're not as strong as they expected them to be. Basically, websites were taken down, but enough information was damaged that Ukraine is feeling it. We're not really seeing that we know of now any cyber attacks in the United States or anywhere else. Putin was interviewed last night, and he said that he wanted to end Ukrainian, quote, Nazism and genocide, end quote. Now, when I first heard Nazism, I thought to myself, he was talking about, he was, this was a Western reference. He was trying to demonize Ukraine. Turns out that's not what he's doing. What he's actually doing, he, the Russians hate the Nazi regime because the Nazis, you know, invaded Russia. Of course, looking back at it, the Nazis made a huge mistake trying to invade Russia in um, Russia in the middle of winter. So Russia did defeat the Nazis. Let's call it what it is because they took down most of their army. But they don't want Russia to invade. They don't want the West to invade Russia through Ukraine. That is their, that's why he's comparing them to Nazis. As far as the genocide thing, that is just demonization. There's no genocide happening in Ukraine. We know this. The United States was in Ukraine. Putin is warning that all countries should stay out of this war. I, basically, he has declared war. So Putin has, this is not an invasion. This is a war. So Putin has warned the West, stay out of this. 
or there will be consequences. Needless to say, the big threat with these, quote, consequences, end quote, is nuclear. He is actually making a nuclear threat. Last night, Zelensky, in a last-ditch effort to try and, and try and stop this invasion, tried to call Putin. Putin refused to take a call. As a matter of fact, Biden tried to call Putin yesterday, and Putin refused to take the call. So this was done. Decision was made. It was over. He was going in. So uh, Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky promised that they will defend themselves in any way they can. And he made an impassioned speech in Ukrainian, so I don't have a clip of it. Not just talking to the Ukrainians, but also talking to the Russians. Just begging that this not happen. It was really kind of sad. And it's sad to think that Zelensky has not left Ukraine. The Ukrainian government has actually put themselves underground. They're still there. It's not like what happened with Afghanistan when that piece of crap president just decided to take off. He is still, and people were wondering if he is going to, if Zelensky was going to leave the country and he's still there. And we all know what's going to happen to Zelensky if the Russians take Kiev. And right now it's looking like, yeah, he, they're going to take Kiev. They're already bombing Kiev. Right now, Zelensky has ordered recruitment of anybody, no training. They'll get rifles. Anybody of fighting age, anyone who's willing to fight is given a rifle and they can get out there and they can join the fight. Weapons are being handed to civilians to fight and protect the country. Already hundreds of Ukrainians, both soldiers and civilians, have been killed. Russia has taken over the Chernobyl nuclear power plant. That's scary looking at what Russia did with Chernobyl when they first had it, when Ukraine when they first owned Ukraine. Thousands of Ukrainian refugees are crossing the border into Poland, and it's believed that Ukraine can be defeated at this pace. At this pace, the entire country can be defeated within 72 hours. Now, Ukraine is going to put up a fight. So, a lot of people are saying 36 to 48 hours. I think 72 hours is a good one because I think they're going to fight. Tens of thousands of people are going to be killed here and within the short period. And we won't even talk about the genocide that Russia is going to commit once they get in and they're going to want to put down any type of resistance because that's going to happen. Now, the big question is, what are we doing about this? Well, in short, pretty much nothing. Joe Biden, or someone last night, sent out a tweet condemning the attack. A tweet. How serious can this country be taken when your primary, you don't even, because you know why Joe Biden was asleep last night. Because Joe Biden doesn't give a damn. Who's kidding who? He didn't give a damn about Afghanistan. He didn't give a damn about Ukraine. The only time he's going to give a damn when when China takes over Taiwan, and it's only because he's going to screw us because of our because of all the processors they make over there. But how serious can you take a country whose only comment 
about an invasion, about a war being started, is through a tweet. Doesn't even have the audacity to take off his long johns and go in front of the people and make a comment. He can't be bothered. The UN Security Council is meeting today and they are going to vote to condemn the invasion. Now, they met, they were together all night last night. Now, I want to point something out. Just to show you how worthless the United Nations is, Russia is on the Security Council. So, Russia, and they're one of the, the more, they're one of the top five on the Security Council. So, guess what they're going to do? They're going to veto it. But let's look at this. Even if Russia doesn't veto the con- it doesn't veto the cond- condemnation, which they will. What is the UN actually going to do? They're going to send a strongly worded message, harshly harshly worded letter, to Russia, condemning the invasion. That's it. The United States yesterday put up some a bunch of sanctions, but they were very weak sanctions. It targeted oligarchs, it targeted Putin himself, and it targeted oil production, things like that. Here's the problem with a bunch of his sanctions that he put in. First off, they weren't the strongest of sanctions. We have stronger sanctions we can throw onto Russia. The second problem with this, a lot of those sanctions, and you're going to love this, were already in place under the under the uh, uh, under the Trump administration they were already there and finally um, they weren't even our strongest sanctions they they were very weak sanctions and people are asking well why didn't we go in and get put down our strongest sanctions right here and now and the answer from Jen Psaki and from a couple other people in the Biden administration was, well, we need sanctions for um, leverage later. W- what? If this war was that important, shouldn't you just have dumped all of the sanctions on Russia now? The uh, Great Britain has also put sanctions up. They're freezing all Russian bank accounts. Germany, of course, has put sanctions on Russia, stopping the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. Those are pretty powerful sanctions. The United States is going to put more sanctions. I don't know if they're going to put their strongest sanctions. But chances are, no matter what sanctions are put on Russia, they're going to ignore them. Now, is that a good thing, a bad thing? Uh, well, it's a bad thing because they're going to take over Ukraine. That's going to be done. And Russia right now is hemorrhaging money. They are hemorrhaging $20 billion a day or something. They are hemorrhaging money. This is going to kill the Russian economy. There's no question about these sanctions. And if the United States had balls, they'd go out there and just dump everything on them. But the problem is Putin may not care. And he doesn't seem to care. Because every sanction they put on him now, he just, okay. And he's going right in. Right now there's more bombing. It, the bombing is continued. It's uh, becoming night over there. So they're probably going to uh, move forward again. But 
the problem we have in the West versus the versus Russia is going to be who blinks first. Is Putin, a lot of people think Putin is just going to let his co- country hemorrhage. Now, let's be honest. Um, oh, by the way, the Dow right now is down 800 points. So be prepared. Gas price, I, I told Josie yesterday after we got finished with the gym, let's go get a gallon, fill your tank. Because I got news for you, gas is going to be $5 a gallon within the week. And now looking at the stock market, down 800 points, yeah. I'm waiting to see what the gas prices are up. They were about $94 a barrel. They'll probably be about 102 I would say if they don't touch 100 today, I'd be shocked. So we'll have to, I, I may have to actually look that up. Okay, hold on, let me look here. Yes, um, uh, oil is now at has broken $100 a barrel. So it is is uh, oil is up 10% already. So yeah, get ready. You're 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 going to you're going to actually see Oops, sorry. Sorry, let me turn this off here. This is what happens when you go to life. Yeah, uh oil is over $100 a barrel right now. Um not good. So you're you're and that's eight dollars up from what it was yesterday. Six dollars, six seven dollars up. Okay, no, officially right now it's at one hundred and five dollars a barrel. So get ready. Gas prices tomorrow are going to be around. I'd say my gas station four fifty five a gallon, probably going to be up for, to four sixty five to four seventy a gallon, and. I think this is where it gets really scary, scary here for us, because we're going to end up having to pay this because of Joe Biden's, and we're going to talk about this, Joe Biden's complete incompetence, how this guy can stay in office, I don't understand. But it's not just Joe Biden's fault. I really want to bring that clear. This is not all of Joe Biden's fault. It's just a lot of it's Joe Biden's fault. But here, here's the whole thing. Ukraine, it's going to be between Russia. Who's going to blink first? United States and the West, Europe, or Russia? Because here's the thing. We have been wasting so much time on these green initiatives in Europe and the United States that Europe has actually depended on Russia for their oil. And they're talking $7 a liter for gas in Europe. A liter. That's maybe a fourth of a gallon. So if we think it's going to be bad here, in California, they're talking minimum six to seven dollars a gallon. That's what they're talking about. Even Josie said, I may have to I may have to stop driving. Yeah, you're gonna to have to stop driving. Six to seven dollars a gallon? How can you afford that? Everything else is expensive in this country. Josie took her daughters, three daughters, to IHOP the other day. Cost $90 at IHOP for four people. And Josie didn't eat because she's on a diet. It's absolutely insane. And we're too busy worrying about 
critical race theory and transgender pronouns and crap like that. Okay, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. Let me not do that because I, I'm wasting time. But yeah, it's who's going to blink first. Is Europe going to blink first? The United States going to blink first? Because we can't stand the high oil prices? Or is Russia going to blink first because they're going broke? Well, here's the story. Putin's worth $20 billion. And he's got money everywhere. He doesn't care if a couple of bank accounts are frozen. He knows those are going to be open again. He doesn't give a damn about the sanctions. He doesn't give a damn about the suffering of his people. He's a tyrant. He's a dictator. This is what people should look at when they see what's happening with Justin Trudeau up in Canada. It's the same thing. This is how it starts. So we'll have to see what's going to happen here. Um, just be prepared not to drive too much. I was talking to my buddy. got a job in California. He's working from home uh, in uh, another state. I don't want to give too much information. And you know something? He is the luckiest bud in the world now. He's making a lot of money and he doesn't have to go to work, which means he doesn't have to drive unless it's right down the street to the grocery store. A lot of people can't do that. So let's let's talk about what is what led us here because it really is kind of clear, kind of easy to see what happened and the media's response right now is disgusting. I'm watching CNN as we speak, and their response are absolutely disgusting. And by the way, the response of Joe Biden—he doesn't even have the—he doesn't even have the courtesy to come out and make a statement in the morning. He's not making a statement till 3 p.m. Eastern time. What a piece of garbage human being this guy is. And by the way, why should we worry? Because they're still talking about putting U.S. troops on the ground over there. It's too late. I don't know what they're... Where are you going to put U.S. troops now? The country is basically seized. But if Joe Biden doesn't give a damn, if Europe doesn't give a damn, why would we put soldiers over there? Maybe we shouldn't give a damn. Okay. So let's talk about where this came from. Now, history is a very complicated thing. It's not an easy thing. How we ended up here... Ukraine invading, or Russia invading Ukraine. China threatening Taiwan. This dates back probably to the 60s. Okay? There are three causes for this stuff. And by the way, I don't have a script here. There's not going to be any posting on the website. I'm just going to go straight off the top of my head. (coughs) There are three problem three causes to this mess that we're in today one political correctness political correctness started back in the 60s this is something that's been around political correctness led us to gender theory men being girls um all this stuff it just grew and grew and grew the next thing is the um end of the Cold War. The United States had two options at the end of the Cold War. To continue being the big boy on the block and build up and become stronger, which we did through the 90s, or we could just let ourselves go 
sit on the couch and eat potato chips and watch hockey and become the fat boy, which is what we started doing in the 2000 under George W. Bush. Yeah, George W. Bush. And the third reason is weakness. Is a weakness of presidents, excuse me. You can go all the way back to Nixon that sits back, that Nixon that sat back and decided to negotiate with China and make a China an economic power. And by the way, when we talk about economic powers, let's, let's be honest, Russia and China are not economic powers. They are extremely weak countries. If the United States had the balls, they could break them both. We already broke Russia when it was an economic power. They were weak back then. They're weaker now. As a matter of fact, the big argument with Russia is they can't sustain this. They can't hold Ukraine. They can't occupy Ukraine. They can't continue on with the sanctions. The country will collapse again. But they think, but the problem is, the West has become that fat little kid that gets his lunch money stolen. And so what's Putin doing? He's the bully. And he's going to try to steal the, he's going to try and steal the fat kid's lunch money. And you know what's sad? He's probably going to do it. So you can go back. If you take those three things, you can go back. Where there was a full stale... Now, you can see George Richard Nixon. Political correctness has grown from day one. It started with the white guilt which Shelby Steele talks, where there was a, a division between blacks and whites because of the 1964 Civil Rights Bill. There was feminism. There was, a, later on in the 90s, you had gay rights, the LGB community. It wasn't even LGBT at the time. And that grew into LGBT. And, the, and then now we had LGBTQ. But the problem with political correctness it was beginning to infect the institutions back in the 70s. The 60s, it was still considered very fringe, but they began to infect the institutions. The institutions being, the seven institutions being, um, the, uh, well, at first, they just infected the schools. They infected entertainment. They infected the media. Then they started infecting um, the economy. And now they're beginning to affect the government, infect the government. And then the other institutions they can't control, like the churches, they just bombard. So there's the problem, and you probably know all of that. Then we have our presidents. You had President Nixon who opened up communication and economic ties with China and the United States. That was probably one of the biggest mistakes Nixon had ever made. And I, it could be looked at. A lot of people are looking at it and saying it was the biggest mistake that was made in U.S. history. I mean, you could look at it and think that China, I think Nixon did this. He looked at China and thought, well, China could be like the United States. China was always a very nationalistic, isolationist country. They were never going to be like the United States. This is a country that has been committing genocide 
for almost 150 years. They were never going to be like the United States. They never wanted, they had completely different ideologies than the United States did. And Xi Jinping of China today points that out, that they want to be a world power, that they want to control, they want their ideology spread, which by the way is the communist ideology to spread. Actually, it, it, it's Leninist is what it is. And then you had Clinton, you had uh, Reagan, who was the Donald Trump of the 80s, and he took down Russia. You had George H.W. Bush, which, like Trump, Reagan inflated everything. Reagan also had a high, uh, had a high deficit. George H.W. Bush was basically ballless during his term. He couldn't do much. Clinton strengthened the country a little bit, but he did that because at that time he's a, he was a moderate Democrat and he knew he had to negotiate with the Republicans, which he did. The Contract for America is an example of that. Then he had George W. Bush. And George W. Bush, with that election in 2000, which was very controversial, never got full support. And then you saw the divide between the Democrats and the Republicans. Now, we got lucky. What, what held it back was that... Um, 9-11, and I, I hate to say it was lucky, it was lucky for Bush, because 9-11 did unite the country for about three, four years. And that divide didn't grow, but then it started to grow again after that three, four years and the Iraq invasion, and they never found the D, uh, WMDs. It started dividing and dividing. Now we don't even remember 9-11. Then... You had Barack Obama, who was a freaking disaster. Barack Obama believed, first off, Barack Obama showed his weakness by going around the world when he was elected, apologizing to everybody. He apologized to Germany. He apologized to England. He apologized to everybody for the United States' sins. And then you had that group that started saying, yeah, the United States was bad. We're a bunch of colonialists and colonists and we're terrible. Then you started having the United States protest our history. People in the United States protest our history. And the worst part, Barack Obama set the policy that the United States has today of drawing a red line and then when someone crossed it, not doing anything. We started appeasing our enemies and started ignoring our allies. We did it with Hong Kong. Hong Kong was worried about China occupation for years. They were taken over. You don't hear a word for it. We do it with Cuba. A lot of conservative commentators say that the biggest error in the United States was re-electing Obama in 2012. I don't like Mitt Romney. But I thought Mitt Romney would be a lot like um, a lot like Reagan because he's a moderate Republican, but he has conservative views on foreign policy. He saw Russia as a threat a long time ago. And Biden never saw Russia as a threat. Oh, hey, uh, the 80s called. They want their foreign policy back is what uh, Obama told 
Romney. Well, now look what happened. People saw the problems with the Obama administration. And the Obama administration had plenty of problems. I know we all hear about Obama never had a never had a um, a scandal. No, no, he had lots of scandals. He had Benghazi, the weaponization of the IRS, the weaponization of the CIA and the Justice Department, the FBI. He had the the um, Fast and the Furious scandal. But the biggest errors he made was drawing red lines in Syria and them crossing the red lines. He drew a red line with Crimea and the Russians still invaded Crimea. Nothing happened. He didn't do anything. That was the first time our enemies saw weakness. And people just lashed back and they voted for Donald Trump. Now, the one thing I want to bring up with Donald Trump, they are blaming Donald Trump right now for what happened in Ukraine. What is happening in Ukraine? Here's the problem with that theory. Russia never attacked Ukraine while he was president. As a matter of fact, it was probably because Putin was completely off guard, off balance with Trump. China did invade Hong Kong, but it was apparent it appeared it was going to happen after Trump lost the election. The problem is that when and then you had the pandemic, which by the way was started in China. We every you can blame everything. Donald Trump would have won the election probably in a landslide against Biden if we didn't have this pandemic and the media was completely against. The media completely went lefty against Trump. He probably would have won the election. China was on their heels. They put brutal sanctions. Trump put brutal sanctions on China. China's economy was crashing. They were in a recession. They were heading towards a depression. By the way, they still are today. And then Biden started relaxing all of the, the all of the uh, uh, sanctions on China. He relaxed all the sanctions on Russia. He allowed Russia to use the Nord Stream pipeline, which, by the way, bypassed the pipeline that went through Ukraine, which meant they could still ship oil and natural gas to. Europe without having and still invade Ukraine. That's one of the reasons why he really wanted the Nord Stream pipeline. And that's one of the reasons why uh, Trump blocked it. Biden wins and we're back to Obama weakness, except Obama could speak in sentences. There's no leadership in our government right now. None. Biden is not running things. Some unelected fool is running our government right now. I don't think there's any doubt. And I don't know why people aren't saying this guy's got to get checked out to see if he can run. I mean, Kamala Harris would do a worse job. But there's not, But Obama is not, at least she'd be in charge. We have no leadership right now. 
Now, political correctness, how did it affect part of the political correctness drive? Is green, is the green movement, the environmental movement, the AOC and Greta Thunbergs of the world. Europe depended on Russian natural gas and oil because they went green. They got rid of their nuclear power plants. They got rid of their oil reserves. They got rid of all of that stuff. Now they depended completely on Russia to get their oil and natural gas, was their, which is, was their main source of fuel. Still is their main source of, of energy. The United States is doing the same thing. You got Joe Biden canceling all of the oil digging uh, contracts. You've got Biden canceling the XL pipeline. We have suddenly become again dependent on Saudi Arabia for our oil. These people hate us. And now we have a, a war like this. Our deficit has gone from 16 trillion to 30 trillion. Our GDP to debt ratio is now at 119%. And I think I've talked about that before. That's scary because if you look at Greece, theirs is 137% GDP to uh, debt. That's insane. We are we can't afford a war right now because we have so much debt. Of course, we've got to get out of free jail card with China if someone would do it because of the pandemic. The reason we did go up to uh, 30 trillion is because of not only overspending and Trump was a spender too, but because of uh, the pandemic. You could put 10 trillion simply on the pandemic. This invasion and the invasion of Taiwan, which I think will be this year, because he's, I think Xi, he's got a couple advantages. One, we're all focused on Ukraine right now. We're kind of forgetting about Taiwan, which is a very, very, I'm watching CNN. They haven't even mentioned it. Fox News has mentioned it several times. Well, what about what's China going to do with Taiwan? Well, they're probably going to invade. They're not going to sit there and wait for Taiwan to fold. They're going to invade Taiwan. We are ignoring that. And unlike Ukraine, which has absolutely no benefit to the United States, Taiwan holds 95% of our chip manufacturing. China can go in and put the United States into the dark ages. And are we going to do anything about it? China is looking at the, us and saying, no, they're not going to. They're going to draw a red line. They're going to throw some sanctions on us, but we'll be able to choke them out because we have what the United States needs, in this case, chips. And we have never prepared for this. Meanwhile, we're feminizing our military for political correctness. We're going green, which means our energy, we're energy dependent again. Under Trump, we were energy independent. We were exporting oil. Now we're no longer energy independent. History is complicated. Things don't just happen Everyone wants to blame, and I know Fox News is doing this. I know a lot of conservative commentators 
Biden did not create this Ukrainian crisis, this war. He did not empower Russia or China. We did it as a civilization after the Cold War by becoming weak and becoming becoming concerned about things that just are really unimportant, like someone's pronouns or or feminism or structural racism, crap that China especially has been using against us. That's where this whole thing has come from. That's where this that's why right now Ukraine is being invaded. That's why Taiwan is going to be invaded. This is not Biden's fault, even though Biden was involved in politics. You could say it's it's his fault. He's been in politics 50 years. He didn't see any of this coming. He didn't know any of this could happen, but Biden was definitely a catalyst. He was the one that actually accidentally pressed the button. Trump needed another four years to end this crap. Trump probably would have killed China. China would not be an issue today if it weren't for him losing that election due to a pandemic that was started, either by accident or purpose, by our arch enemy. I don't know what's going to happen. I think I need to go out and buy another computer because I have a feeling in six months, I'm not going to be able to get one or they're going to be so expensive, I'm not going to be able to afford it. And I know if the gas is at four fifty-five a gallon tomorrow, I'm going to tell my fiance, let's fill the gas tank because it'll be four seventy-five day after. Okay. I I hope you enjoyed this. I I doubt it. I didn't really enjoy it. I'm going to be watching the news today, relaxing, writing my book. Have a great day, guys. I'll talk to you tomorrow. And tomorrow will be comedy day. I've got a good one set up, and I think it'd be fun just to have have a good time on some things. Visit my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. I have nothing new here. I went straight off the cuff with this one. Enjoy. This is Gene. You've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.